Bobo Goes West, Chapter 6. The spaceship flew into the stratosphere. Bobo was incredulous. Oh my gosh, how'd you know this was a spaceship, uh, Bobo said. I don't understand. Well, it's not really a spaceship. It's more of a space transport, said Aziza. It goes up and it comes down, but... Can it go to the moon? Bobo asked Aziza, interrupting. No, no, it, it can't go to the moon. It's not that powerful, she replied. Bobo asked why the spaceship had been at the top of the statue. Well, I think they designed it so that you-know-who can get to you-know-where. Bobo didn't know what any of that meant. I don't understand, he said. You just don't understand anything, do you? Aziza said. Well, I guess not, Bobo admitted. So where are we going now? Hold on tight, because we're getting ready to come down fast. Say hello to Seattle. Bobo let out an involuntary scream as the spaceship crashed right into the water, just a few yards from the downtown waterfront. The skyscrapers were reflecting the still water when suddenly they landed with a huge splash. Luckily, there were life preservers aboard. The life vests automatically inflated around Bobo and Aziza, keeping them safely afloat. Then the Burning Man spaceship slowly sank into the water. Quick, let's paddle to the shore before they find us, Aziza said. I don't understand what's happening, Aziza. Why does this dog keep following us, Bobo asked. I've told you before, Aziza explained, it's not one dog, it's lots of dogs. Don't you ever pay attention? Bobo thought about that for a minute. By the way, who are you again, Aziza, and why am I still following you? Because you don't have any choice now that they're after you too, Bobo. Oh, okay, well, we'd better paddle then, Bobo said. So the bear and the cat went ahead and paddled to the edge of the shore, right where the Space Needle sticks up. The Space Needle is a big monument in Seattle. It's been described before as looking a bit like a big antenna or maybe a big chess piece. They didn't go into the Space Needle. They just had climbed out of the water and they were drenching wet. We'd better find a place to dry off, Aziza said. Who do you know in Seattle? I don't know anybody in Seattle, Bobo answered. I thought you said you were going to Seattle, Aziza said. I just sort of had the idea that maybe I would go. For heaven's sake, who's going to keep us safe from you-know-who? But I don't know who, Bobo answered honestly. Aziza was forming a plan. Okay, fine, let's catch this taxi. So, they waved their arms and a taxi cab came right away and pulled up beside them. They got in the taxi cab and the driver looked at their soaking wet clothes and their dripping fur. He was a raccoon, wearing a small green cap. Ugh, you guys smell like you just came out of the river. And Bobo smiled and said, Yep, we sure did. The driver looked at them awkwardly for a moment, sniffed the air, and then told them to please get out of his cab. We'll pay you double fare, Aziza told the cab driver. Oh, double the fare, eh? Well, if that's the case, let's go wherever you want then. So they ended up taking the cab to a place that was called the Kitty Sanctuary. Aziza knew it well. It was widely known as a safe place for cats, and it was high on a wooded hill in a very nice neighborhood. It was sort of like the Zen Center, where everybody there was a Buddhist, practicing Buddhism and doing meditation every day. They did yoga sometimes, too, mostly for fun, just to branch out a bit. When they pulled up in front of the building, the head monk came right to them and greeted them. Hello, Aziza. I'm so glad you have returned, he said with a calm voice and a mysterious accent. Without skipping a beat, Aziza asked him for a favor. Would you mind if you take a shower and hide out in your sanctuary for a couple of days? That is no problem, the monk replied, but you're going to have to make sure you're very quiet and peaceful. Yep, no problem. Let's go, Bobo. Howdy, how's it going? Bobo asked, shaking the monk's hand a little too enthusiastically as they walked past him and towards the door of the kitty sanctuary. They were led to a small room on the third floor. Immediately, Bobo asked where the bathroom was. 
Um, I think I kind of smell like fish, Bobo added. Yeah, you sure do, Aziza said. But I want to use it first, so why don't you go ahead and hang out in here? Okay, said Bobo. Bobo could hear the sound of the shower water running in the bathroom. Hey, so, uh, how do you know these people? He asked through the door. I can't hear you, Aziza said. Bobo put his head right up to the door. How do you know these people? Oh, we go way back, Aziza replied. Uh, what's the name of that one head honcho guy? Bobo asked. He's not a head honcho. He's a grand monk Dobar. Dobar? That's a weird name. Dobar, Bobo said, elongating the words. We could take it in fully. His real name is something very, very long, Aziza said as she shut off the water and rustled around behind the door. But everyone just calls him Dobar. Anyway, uh, could you hand me my backpack? Uh, Bobo said, looking around the room for the backpack. Oh, no, you didn't leave it in the car, did you? Aziza asked. Sorry, I didn't know I was supposed to be carrying anything, Bobo said, realizing that he didn't have a change of clothes either. <sighs> That's okay. There's some fine-looking monk robes in here. I guess I'll just go ahead and put those on. Aziza came out with a big orange robe on, and Bobo said that she looked great. Yeah, you'll fit in with all the other monks. You'd better do the same thing. Why don't you go get washed up and get ready for dinner? Oh boy, I'm famished, Bobo said enthusiastically. I hope they're having steaks and hot dogs and hamburgers. They're all vegetarians, you know. We'll need to respect their choices. They don't eat meat, Bobo. They're very, very peaceful, and they only eat things that fall from trees, like fruit. And I guess maybe occasionally bread or something. I don't know. Okay, no problem, Bobo said, smiling. I can do that. I love deep fat fried okra. And I do love a big apple pie. So Bobo took a shower, and when he got out, Bobo didn't see Aziza anywhere. So he went ahead and peeked out the door. When he opened the door, there was a tall cat standing in the hallway. He smiled at Bobo and said in a soothing voice, Welcome to the kitty sanctuary. Would you like to join us for meditation? Bobo smiled at the cat and said, Okay. So he followed the cat downstairs to a large room where there were lots of other cats, all dressed in Buddhist robes. They were all sitting very quietly with their arms and legs crossed, meditating quietly. Bobo looked for his back and made his way through the crowd. Oop, sorry, pardon me. Oh, uh, oh, sorry, oop, oop, sorry about that. Pardon me. Uh, could you make a little room for me right there? Uh, oh, oh, thanks. Hey, wow, this is a pretty cool place, huh? The cat next to him said to Bobo in a quiet voice, Please be quiet. We're all meditating. So Bobo said, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I need to meditate too, yeah. But as soon as Bobo settled down and closed his eyes, he fell right asleep. Young bear, young bear, you're snoring. Wake up. Huh? said Bobo. Oh, golly, you're so sorry. Sorry about that, Bobo said to the monk that was sitting next to him. You must concentrate. Okay, I'll do that, said Bobo, and he tried again to concentrate, but, but no matter how hard he tried, the only thing he could think of was, Yummy, 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 I got love in my tummy. Young bear, you will have to stop humming. Oh, oh, yes, yeah, sorry. If you need a mantra, try this one. Oh. Okay. Om. Om on the range. Oh, maybe I shouldn't try this. Uh, do you have something else? Maybe a class on levitating? The monk said, no, we don't. Where's that first guy I talked to? Maybe he can find me something more fun to do. Bobo went and talked to the first monk that he had talked to, and they decided that the best place for him would be to help out pulling weeds. They explained to Bobo that it was a wonderful way to get closer to nature. 
so Bobo followed one of the cat monks out of the meditation room and down a long hallway. Um, hey, where's Aziza, by the way? Bobo asked. The monk kind of looked and said, um, well, she's around here somewhere. As they walked through a large doorway into the backyard, Bobo could see a a big garden that stretched from wall to wall. It was full of flowers and plants and running water. He was introduced to a monk cat named Spanky, and Spanky looked up from his gardening and said, Oh yeah, that's wonderful. Bring him over here. I definitely need the help. It turned out that Spanky had lived a very interesting life. In fact, he'd gotten into a lot of trouble when he was younger. But then he decided that he wanted to change his ways and do good, and so he had joined the kitty sanctuary many years ago. Bobo looked down at Spanky's arms. They were covered in tattoos from the wrist all the way up to the shoulder. Well, don't just stand there. Grab some of these tools and let's get to work. Um, Okay, first thing, we need to get all the weeds out of here and then put them over there by the compost pile. You think you can do that, Bobo? I sure can, said Bobo. Oh, that's good. You take this side, I'll take that side. So Bobo and Spanky went to work, and Bobo got along really well with Spanky. Even though Spanky lived at the kitty sanctuary and was a monk in training, he was a pretty down-to-earth guy, and Bobo could really relate. Bobo and Spanky worked the rest of the afternoon, and Bobo got to hear a lot of very interesting stories about Spanky's past. About dinner time, they heard the dinner bell and went inside to eat. They washed their hands and sat down at a long table where all the monks were sitting. Even though Bobo had hoped that maybe they would have something deep-fat fried, it looked like it was mainly salad and fruit for dinner. Thank you all for joining us in this meal. Let us partake and appreciate what we have when we work together. Hot dog, said Bobo. I'm famished. Everybody had just started eating when there came a knock on the door. Maybe I better get that, said Spanky. No, Spanky, you stay here, Dobar said and got up from the table. As Dobar opened the large, heavy oak door, he could see that standing outside were two dogs wearing trench coats. Neither of them looked very happy. Welcome to the kitty sanctuary, Dobar said. How may I assist you? We want to know where you're hiding the professor, said one of the dogs. Yeah, we want to know where the professor is. I do not know of whom you speak. There is a bear and a cat that came to our sanctuary earlier today. Perhaps you'd like to speak with them. We want to talk to the cat, said one of the dogs. Certainly. I'll bring her to you. Dubar reached over to a table and rang a bell. From the top of the stairs came Aziza. She bounded down the flight of stairs and stopped just short of the door. You can let me handle this, Dubar. Thank you so much. What do you dogs want? This is the kitty sanctuary. You can't come in here. We want to know where the professor is. Yeah, said the other one. We want to know. Well, you'll never find him chasing after people like that. So I suggest that you go back and tell your boss that you've come up empty-handed. Huh? Said one of the dogs. Never. Now, if excuse me, I'm late for dinner, Aziza said, and quietly closed the door. Spanky had gotten up out of his seat and had come over to the entryway. Hey, Aziza, were those dogs bothering you again? If you want me to, I'll go out there and teach them a lesson. No, no, that won't be necessary. Aziza said. Yes, Spanky, go back and finish your meal with the other cats. Okay, but I'm just saying, Aziza, if anything you need, I'm here for you. Thank you, Spanky, Aziza said. And they all went back to the table. While Bobo was seated at the table, he could hear what was going on in the entryway. He was a bit worried about the dogs, even though it sounded like that Aziza and Dobar had gotten rid of them. Hey, Aziza, sit next to me, said Bobo. Aziza sat down at the bench right next to Bobo. 
Are you in trouble, Aziza? Are we going to have to leave again? We're safe for now, Bobo. Those dogs can't hurt us. Now enjoy your food. Yeah, enjoy your food. Who wants seconds? Said Spanky, and several of the monks said, Yes, we do. After dinner, Spanky came over to Bobo and said, You know, I think you better go out to the garden with me. Is there more weeding to do? Asked Bobo. No, no, but after seeing those dogs, I think you better meet somebody. Spanky took Bobo back to the garden, and there, sitting in the water on top of a lily pad, right next to the area that they had weeded earlier in the afternoon, was a frog. Bobo, I'd like you to meet my best friend. He's a frog. The frog looked up at Bobo. Oh, hello. Uh, pleased to meet you, Mr. Frog. That's not just any frog, said Aziza as she came down the steps to the backyard. That's the professor. Huh? Professor, said Spanky. Those dogs came looking for you again today. And by the looks of them, they'll be back soon, said Dobar, who had snuck up behind all three of them. It may not be safe to stay here any longer. Oh dear, oh dear, whatever shall I do? Oh, I cannot be caught. Those dogs are awful and they've been... I don't know what I'll do. It simply can't happen this way. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about you. Spanky had been hiding the professor in the garden for months. Just hopping around like a casual frog, the professor had gone undetected. Don't worry, professor, said Dobar. If you must leave, you will have the protection of Aziza and her traveling companion, Bobo. Said Bobo. And me too, Professor. You can count on me, said Spanky. Wow, so you're a frog and a professor? Bobo asked. Yes, I am. What are you a professor of? Oh, I'm a professor of economics, business, computer science, mathematics, and physics. And don't forget humanities. Oh, oh yes, and, and humanities, but it's only a master's. That's a pretty amazing combination, said Bobo. Yes, the professor knows a lot, said Aziza, but I think we've got to develop a plan. What should we do, Professor? Oh, yes, well, certainly. Um, uh, could somebody give me a ride to the airport? You can count on me. You can count on me. Uh, I guess you can count on me, too, said Bobo. Oh, right then. Let's travel in disguise. The frog reached down in the water and pulled out a small sombrero, just the right size for a frog. A sombrero, said Bobo. Yes, with this on, no one will know who I am. Okay, now let's all go to the airport. Telephone. Oh, um, <clears throat> I mean, Ariba. <laughs> oh, Professor, you're so good at that. You get me every time. I think it's time for the baby backpack, said Aziza. That's ridiculous, said Bobo. How are you going to put a frog in a sombrero in a baby backpack? The backpack isn't for the Professor, Bobo. What? said Bobo. Spanky had just pulled on a baby backpack. Hop in, Bobo. Oh, no, said Bobo. Oh, this, this isn't going to work at all, said Bobo. If, if we, what happens if we get in a car? I'll be squished in that backpack. Who said we were taking a car, Spanky said. Dobar walked over to a small garden shed and opened the door. I'll bet you're looking for these, said Dobar. Inside the garden shed were two rocket-powered pogo sticks. That's what I'm talking about, said Spanky. So Bobo and Spanky climbed onto one with Bobo in the backpack, and the professor hopped up onto Aziza's shoulder. Thank you so much for everything you've done, Dobar, said the professor. It was a pleasure to serve a man of peace such as yourself. All right, you strapped in there pretty good, Bobo. I guess as ready as I'll ever be, said Bobo. All right, then. He wasn't a very big bear, but it still felt awkward that a large cat could just lift him up and put him into a baby backpack. Dobar, thank you so much for everything you've done for me. Let's go, Azita. 
We got a plane to catch. And with that, the four of them rocketed up into the sky on the rocket-powered pogo sticks. And seconds later, it was only Dobar left standing in the beautiful Zen garden behind the kitty sanctuary. Tune in next time when you'll hear Spanky say, What's the matter? You've never jumped out of an airplane before? <laughs>